moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss to the People. I am Asa and I am your host. So this week, I want to give you some updates on what is happening now that I'm in week five of iMedicine. I've been getting some private messages from people asking me, well, what's it like, Asa? Are you okay with not drinking? I mean, what's happening? Are you okay? Like, <laughs> which, I, which is sweet. I mean, it's nice that people actually care enough to ask about my journey with alcohol since I shared it very publicly. Um, I've seen some people act concerned around me and I've seen people like look at me with a glass of wine in my hand like, "Uh oh, she's drinking, (laughs) which is sweet. It's nice. Um, And if anybody has any questions about my drinking, they are welcome to ask me. I have nothing to hide. That is why I I'm speaking about this publicly because it is not just about me. It is about the collective and how natural and normal and absolutely accepted it is to be swilling down the hooch all day, every day. And maybe the only way to change um, a perception of something is to see something else, right? Because we cannot experience something that we do not understand. Like, you might see it from somebody else, but it doesn't mean anything to you because it doesn't mean anything to you until it means something to you. So I might sound like I'm talking in circles, but you know, it's like we don't see that there's a different way unless we witness it from someplace else. So I want to give you some updates of what it's been like for these five weeks with having my eye medicine and cutting down tremendously on my alcohol intake. So I'm not saying I have stopped drinking. I am still drinking wine. Wine is uh, what I drink. I don't drink hard liquor. I don't drink whatever other things, beer. I drink wine. And um, so it's been five weeks. And just to give a little recap for those of you that didn't uh, listen to the other episode where I covered this, um, my spiritual journey with alcohol, I I'm taking eye medicine and the doctor said, the only thing I'm not allowed to do while I'm taking this medicine is to drink alcohol. I'm like, 
<laughs> you'll have to listen to that episode to get my whole reaction to that. So I didn't know what that was going to look like for me. What is it going to look like in my life? Not, not to drink all the time because that has become my normal. And um, the only way to experience it is to experience it. Now, I don't do well with somebody telling me what I can't do. So um, that is also captured in that video uh, or audio from if you do not want to watch the video from a couple weeks ago. So now it's been five weeks, couple things that have been going on. How do I feel? I feel tremendous when I do not drink, when I choose not to drink, I am so proud of myself. And that's a new feeling. Feeling proud of myself is a new feeling for me. I haven't had that in a while. So I'm going to come back to that. And then secondly, I have felt so much more clear in my attitude. I feel really light. Like I feel I have a light lightness about me and a joy about me that is like right on the surface all the time. It's like, I don't have to go looking for it. I don't have to be like, how am I feeling right now? Am I feeling joy? It's like, it's always there. It's like, I feel happy. And I have had a side effect, which I was not expecting nor even thinking about because it's not even on the top of my mind. And that is weight loss. I didn't consider that I would lose weight not drinking alcohol. I do not know why this, is, this did not come into my head. But alcohol is empty calories. So if I'm going to enjoy uh, an avocado tuna fish lunch, that's delicious to me. Um, if I add wine on top of that, that's just adding more calories and no nutritional value whatsoever, which not that I drank at lunch typically, but, uh, you know, it's like it's adding the empty calories where not necessary. And I've lost like two pounds. I've lost two pounds, which I wasn't wanting to lo lose two pounds at all. I wasn't looking to do that, but that was a side effect. Um, also, uh, one thing that I don't love is that I have been craving sugary things like chocolate or like a cookie or something with my evening tea, which that's not something I normally do. So if I get Thomas an ice cream that I'm taking like four bites of it, while he's eating, it's like an ice cream cone or whatever. And that's not something I normally did. But now, because I'm not getting the sugar from the wine, alora, that makes total freaking sense, right? These are things that you don't even think about. I don't do normally take desserts. Now, without having wine in my life, I'm taking desserts. So maybe I need to take into consideration white sugar is not good. Not good for us at all. Like, there's nothing good except for the taste about it. But um, that's, you know, that's my next step. I'm not, I'm not getting there yet. So what has it been like emotionally? Like the hardest time I find not drinking is making dinner because that was when I would usually open a bottle of wine and then I would pour a glass of wine for Thomas and I when we make dinner. And that is a part of my love language with my husband is making food. I love preparing food together. I love sharing a meal, making a meal, eating a meal, sitting at the meal. That is very, very important to me and my love languages. That is my love. That's how I communicate. How I relate best is during a meal. When I feel that we're getting sustenance, we are becoming, um, you know, like satisfied in our belly and our hunger. 
Uh, so that it's just such a nice time. And so the opening up a bottle of wine while we're making dinner, and then when we sit down for dinner, like you know, it just it all adds up. And so what I realize is if I get just through that moment of not having wine while we're preparing dinner or when we're sitting at dinner, then it's really the like the craving is over. It's like the habit of just grabbing it is uh, is not as hard as I thought it would be. So um, that's been nice. That's been really nice. But what I love the most is the feeling of joy that is... Um, we could jump in the car and just go someplace if we want to. If somebody needs us, if a neighbor needs us, if we have to drive somebody to the hospital, we could just go. I love that. I love that feeling of not being bound to the home because we've had wine. That's just that was gross to me. I say gross. it's that's an overstatement. but um, yeah, so, I have lost weight. I have more fun. I'm laughing easily. I'm sleeping better. Although I have still been waking up in the middle of the night. I think it's because it's a little warm. Um, but not right now it's not. We got the first rain like in weeks yesterday and it feels so good and it's still a little bit chilly today. Overcast. I love it. Um, and the fact that I feel like I am here. I am present. I am not foggy. I wake up like with a pep in my step, girl. And... I just, I feel super alive and I'm proud of myself. Now I want to get to that part about being proud of myself. Um, as a business owner, which I am, and I have been running my own business out of my home now for six years. And if you run your own business, you probably understand this, but it's really um, not that easy doing this every day, day in and day out, keeping yourself um, kind of like motivated when nobody writes you, nobody responds to you, nobody says anything, like nobody, like you feel like you're speaking to the ether and there's nobody actually out there. Um, you, If you don't have clients, then you're worrying about why don't you have clients? What do I need to do to get clients? Who do I need to call? What about that? You know, that, that whole thing of well, my value is based upon me having a client or having money coming in so that when people ask you, how's your business going? You're like, great, I got money coming in. Yep, I got money coming in, so I'm doing great. Well, identifying that as I'm doing great because I have money coming in, those two things possibly don't always happen. And when you're running a business after six years of this cycling of, the inconsistency around that and what does that do to a person? I can speak to myself, okay? I'm going to speak about myself here because psychologically it is super draining and it's shameful, it's embarrassing, it's um, hard, it's um, a lot of negative emotions. So you see when I say that I have uh, now that I've chosen to take alcohol out of my life every single day, finding the balance in my life of, okay, awesome, who are you today with this alcohol? Take a look at this. Take a look at this. You're doing it too much. If you're doing it too much and you're not comfortable with it, what do you need to change? Stop doing it so much. Stop doing it so often. Stop making it a habit. Change the habit. Well, also, what else are you doing as a habit? What else are you doing 
as not something that feels super good. And it took my husband to say to me, Asa, I know you haven't really been that happy. I know you haven't been happy. I'm like, you do? Have I been showing that? <laughs> of course I've been showing it. How can I not show it? It's a part of my life. And having a business, running your own business, what's it for? The purpose of having a business is not for so somebody to say, oh, I have a business. Well, hopefully you're doing something in the business that is making a bigger difference in the world. And as a life coach, as a business money mindset coach, as a this coach, I mean, I was every kind of coach there was, um, I didn't really feel like I made that much of a difference. I didn't feel like I mattered because more people didn't say, also, I really want to work with you. I really want you to be my coach because you really seem like somebody that's going to help me get to the other side of this or whatever. So what I want to talk to you about today is the fact that I am clearing my, all the fog out, clearing the fog out by not drinking so much. And so often I'm seeing that I have been outsourcing my joy, my purpose, my power, my abundance. I have been giving it away to the outside world and then reflecting back on myself like, God, I must not make a, I must not be a really good business person because I'm not really making a lot of money. I'm not having a lot of people say to me, Asa, I want you to be my coach. Years of that right? And then having alcohol on top of that, alcohol is a depressant, a drug and a depressant. Do you think if you're feeling not so great to begin with that adding a depressant on top of that is going to help? Take it from me, my darling. Take it from me. It does not help. But what does help is minimizing the drug, minimizing the drug use, the alcohol use, so that I can get clear about what it is that I'm feeling. And because it isn't about the wine, it isn't about the alcohol, it is about why do I drink? Why do I take in the alcohol? What do I feel when I take in the drug? Because it is a drug. I feel worse. I don't feel better. I feel worse. And so now that I have weeks of clarity under my belt for the first time in, oh, I don't know, 20 something years. Yeah, 20 something years. Then I just looked at the picture of my father up on the mantle. <laughs> Hi, Dad. I'm supported. I feel so supported. I feel like I'm walking. I'm walking on sunshine. Oh, that, I know that sounds queer, but it's true. I feel like I have almost like hands underneath my feet holding me as I'm walking through my days because I feel energetically light. So that then would mean that the alcohol was encouraging me to feel energetically heavy. Ugh. I don't want to be energetically heavy. I don't. And the person that is the most affected by that is myself. So why am I self-punishing? What am I doing to myself? Why am I choosing this? And how can I choose something else? I'm going to make this choice every day. And every day I might say, you know what? 
today I want to have a glass of wine or three. Cool. Tomorrow I may not have any. The point is I'm actually looking at it. I'm looking at how do I feel when I take in? Why am I taking it in? What am I expecting to get out of it? And do I feel good when I'm taking it? And how do I feel afterwards? Big questions. So I come to my point for today's podcast episode. Outsourcing my joy, outsourcing my power, my purpose, my intention. And how do I bring it back in? How do I bring it back in to myself where source is self-sourcing? How do I self-source what it is that I'm looking to achieve or to strive for? I cannot get it from you. I cannot. As much as I look for you to fill that in me, I cannot get it from you because it isn't yours to fill. It is mine to fill. I am not empty. I am not broken. I am not missing something. I have everything already inside of me that I need. I was born fully equipped with what I need. We all are. Then we spend our lives forgetting that we with God, with source, are the self-sourcers. We source ourselves. Not something, not a bottle, not a cigarette, not a joint, not drugs or like marijuana or joint and marijuana, same thing. Cocaine, sex, gambling, you know, like pain pills, all of it. It's, that's the lie. That's the lie that that's somehow going to fill us or fill the crack that is like oozing our need to just see that there's nothing wrong with us. We're already whole. We're already whole. So stop trying to find a hole in the wholeness. <laughs> I think that's some deep, beautiful stuff. And I'm doing this work and I'm doing this work and sharing it with you as I am going through it. This is in real life. Some people say, also, you really shouldn't share so much. I'll do whatever the hell I want. You know why? Because it's my life. It is my journey and I am healing by having this conversation with you. I'm not looking for your likes. I'm not looking for your comments. I'm not looking for you to share all my stuff so that I can get bigger and bigger in the world. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking to connect on a deep, soulful, beautiful level with you, sharing my journey, which is all over the place. Because I want you to see through me, you too can realize that you are whole. There's nothing. There's no, any cracks that are there are self-created. We create our cracks. We create our own cracks. Now, we have lots of friends that have all kinds of problems that have been witnessed to, that have experienced awful, awful, tragic, hideous things in their lives. And that is terrible. I'm not talking about that. That's Those are situations and circumstances that they have to work with. Now, I'm talking about the choices that we make that create these gaps in ourselves, like not taking care of ourselves, not listening in to our own bodies, our own um, 
intuition when we're choosing something that we know is not good for us. Maybe that is people, maybe that is career, maybe that is partners, maybe that is a drug of choice, whatever that is. I'm not judging you, honey. Listen, this is my life. I'm talking about my life. And then you take my information and you apply it to yourself, whatever you want, whatever you need to hear today. Okay. Because I know I am not alone. You are not alone. We do not live in a vacuum. We have one another. And when we see and learn from each other, that is how we all get better. That's how we all grow is to know, gosh, all I have to do is turn to the person next to me and they could potentially have the same kind of experience or something similar. I'm going to give you an example of something that happened this week for me. Hold on a second. Let me take a sip of my gel. Good morning, sunshine. This week, I met this gorgeous guy. Gorgeous. I mean, beautiful soul. I mean, I don't even know this person. I'd never met him before in my life. And he and I had a coffee date. He is from Budapest, Hungary. And we connected in such a beautiful way. And I felt like he was sitting right next to me and I've known him my whole life. And I've never met him before. No idea who he is. No idea where he comes from. But all of a sudden, we're talking on a computer face-to-face -face like this, sharing stories about our journeys and how we got to where we are today and who are we today. He's 33 years old. I'm nearly 56 years old. My birthday's July 17th. Very close. And we shared a bond. We shared a connection to complete strangers, to complete strangers that saw each other. And then we became one. And for a moment, we were one. Having this dialogue of sharing our hearts felt even more alive after I got off of that call with him. And now we're going to be doing something fun together. We're going to be doing a podcast episode together. He's doing it on Instagram Live this week. Like we're going to be, apparently he's going to turn that into a podcast somehow. I don't know, but I'm going to be his guest. I'm going to figure it out. That's fun. I've never done that before. No, just by reaching out to this. He reached out to me and I reached out to him and we decided to do it this way. Total stranger, gone through similar journey. How did you become a coach? How did you decide to do this? Where are you at with this? And here we are, self-sourcing, talking about self-sourcing, both of us, the same exact in real time, experiencing the same thing and wanting to share with the world the same sort of message of, we source for ourselves. Who am I? Who am I? What do I want? What do I need? It's already here, already in us. So how can we source our own joy, our own happiness, our own freedom, our own abundance? How do we do that? If we all take a responsibility and accountability for taking care of ourselves instead of, hey, listen, would you fix this for me? Would you be my client and give me $10,000 because then I will be full. I will feel whole. If you give me $10,000, I'm whole. No, you give me $10,000. I just have $10,000 in my business bank account, which is just going to help pay my bills, which is cool. Thanks. Appreciate that. But what do I want? I want the connection with you. That's why I do the work. That's what the $10,000 is for. It's not because... Just randomly give me $10,000. I'm not asking for you to fund me. 
I'm asking for you to recognize that the money doesn't bring what it is you're looking for. Ever since I have been working, ever since I, even when I was doing real estate and I had huge commission checks that came in, I would get the money after helping beautiful, wonderful families finding a home. I mean, the most important thing for me is home and family, right? In the connection with the relationships of the family, I helped people get a home and I would get paid very well for this. And I got my paycheck and they would just go to my bank account. It's like, okay, cool. That's cool. I didn't care. It didn't matter. The money didn't matter. It just was a, it was something that came with the joy of helping the families find the perfect home for them. A place to nest, a place to be together, to have the meals, to make the meals, to cook the meals, to sit with the, each other at the table and have a discussion about life. That's why I did it. That's why I do this, because it brings me so much joy. And when I see that the joy is already here in having a conversation with somebody, a complete stranger in Budapest, hungry, fills my heart, right? That just makes my wholeness even like more, like it's like, oh, it's like cement, it's like solidifying that I am already everything that I need. I have everything that I need and require. I have God on my side, in my heart. I am source. I am source. I am source. I have source in me, through me, coming out of me. And I feel like a million bucks. <laughs> Is this all because of Stopping drinking every day? Maybe. Or is it because I feel so proud of myself for not drinking, so then I want to look at other parts of me. I want to open up other possibilities that, well, if that was something that I was holding on to that was a really negative thing for me and didn't make me feel good, what else isn't making me feel good? What else am I doing that I can stop doing because it's a habit? Most important stories we tell are the stories that we tell ourselves in our own head. Don't forget that. That's the word. All right, my friend. Stay with me on this journey because it just keeps getting better and better. I hope you'll stay with me. Take care. I will see you. Oh, we're dropping on Thursday this week because midsummer is on Friday here in Sweden. So I hope that you will listen in whenever you are able to do so. And if this message resonates with you, good. No, you're not alone. You're never alone. <laughs> with so much joy. Take care, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend, Gregory Paul Donaldson, may he rest in peace, who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. P.
peace, and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.